Welcome to Nintendo Dispatch, your weekly Nintendo podcast covering all things from the world of Nintendo. I'm Christina. I'm James. And I am Michael. Nah, we were talking about Star Wars, basically, and Michael fell asleep. So you're awake again. Yep, I'm awake. Yeah, I'm he's awake. awake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, um, I, it's a, you know, good time, good Thanksgiving, you know, good, uh, good holidays over here. We're filling some time and the great debate of, of how many Star Wars is okay to watch, but apparently it's just all of them. Just watch all of them, according to Kristen. Why not? Yeah. Well, speaking of Star Wars, you guys remember the Pokemon shirt brand that came out a little while ago? Or a few yes. months ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing like custom Pokemon shirts with these really cool patterns. Well, they came out with a Star Wars line as well. But that's not what we're going to be talking about today. <laughs> uh, so Original Stitch, the company, is actually now selling bandanas and masks that are featuring the original 151 Pokemon designs that they have. Um, it basically allows you to choose from whatever Pokemon you want. There's 151 of them. You can pick the back color. You have a you can pick between white, black, pink, or blue fabric. You choose your size, small or medium. Um, and then you'll get it in about five to six weeks. Mm. <laughs> they're eighteen they're eighteen dollars each. Yeah, they're eighteen dollars each, fifteen dollars for shipping. <laughs> and they deliver to a lot of places. I'm not gonna go through the big long list, but um mm, yeah, so goodness. before the podcast, we had a chance to go through and look at some of the patterns and stuff and see what we thought. What did you guys think? Yeah, I'm I'm not above ordering one of these. You do, I would definitely get a mask, obviously, because bandanas obviously don't do as much as a mask. Um, these are not N95 masks, obviously, but they're look like double, like they're double to triple, you know, fabric or whatever. I mean, they're the same patterns as on the T-shirt, and I will yet again say that. I mean, but it's a different. It's a it's still different because I think a pattern on a T-shirt versus a pattern on a mask, they can come off very different. Where like you're like, oh, this would look really cool on a on a mask compared to like an entire T-shirt. I will yeah. say can, again, the Jigglypuff, my favorite, uh, still has a terrible design, so it's very disappointing. <laughs> but I'm really in love with the Ditto one because the Ditto one has the Pikachu, the Charmander, and Squirtle, and and, and Bulbasaur, but with the Ditto eyes and Ditto's kind of hanging out. That's cool. Um, and Snorlax, I think, is really cool too. There's a bunch of Snorlax sleeping, and then uh, Pikachu's on it. But you can see how they will make them, right? Because I'm thinking they're making them manually. That's and they're shipping from Japan, I also assume, which is why it takes so long. Um, mm-hmm. But it's good, you know, and they say like the mask images are CG, but, you know, they may be a little bit different uh, overall. But, you know, I think that it's it, they're really cool. I mean, there's a lot of designs. Um, mm-hmm. and- I think I think some of the designs are really big. If they would have scaled them down and made them smaller so you could actually see more of the pattern on the mask. Like there's one of them. I don't remember what it was, but it was a bird and it was really big. So you only got like two birds on a mask. Mm, where you know if yeah. it's a pattern you want to see more <laughs> well that's probably going birds. towards what Mots was saying like these are the same as what they're using on their shirts and they probably yeah. just said oh we can make them into masks now and they didn't really alter the patterns to mm-hmm. for that format i do think some of them are really cool and some do work really well for it the, mm-hmm. the downside is the shipping but like we figured out earlier if you buy up to four it's all $15. So if you're buying for the family, at least you're kind of saving in that way. Uh, and then I think, what was it? Five and more, the shipping was free. So I, I guess you, if you're buying a bunch of these, you can make up for the cost. But 18, it's as, as it is. I, the mask I wear every day, it was like $18. So I don't, I don't mm-hmm. have a problem spending money for a mask. Um, 
you know, it would be nice if maybe there was a slot in it where you could put a filter of some kind to kind of help bump up the protection a little bit. It's the shipping, I think, that makes these a little tough. And and that five to six weeks is a little tough. Obviously, you probably have a mask by this point. So you you shouldn't be waiting to get a mask to wear one. (laughs) But uh, it, it would be nice, you know, to have this sort of handy. I mean, that's into the new year already almost by the time you get this mask. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're not not like the uh, virus over here in the States is going anywhere. So it's still important to go. But I do have enough masks. You're right. The ones that we have, we got out of a the mask vending machine downtown, which is really cool. Um, mm-hmm. It's a vending machine that's all masks. And they're really, really nice. It was a two pack for 20 bucks and they're really high quality material. It's some it's some some company that normally does, you know, more like welding or outdoor like, you know, clothing that's like hev- heftier. I forget the name of the company, but they're really, really nice masks. And I like ones that, that fit really well. So, mm-hmm. um, but they're, it's like, they're just pink masks. So Heather and I split it and we just have pigs, pink masks that we have matching. But I think this would be cool because out of all the masks that I have, I have like a black mask and I have a, you know, whatever mask and, um, this pink mask and I have the one that Heather made me, which is really cool. But I would, I would still love a, I'd love a Pokemon one. Yeah. Yeah, if we all get all your friends together and order 150, save, yep, save on them. Gotta, gotta collect them all. Like we said about the shirts, you gotta collect them all. And if you have a shirt and you wear the matching mask, oh my goodness, style that's called style, right there, folks. Fancy, or it would be my Pokemon Go outfit. Oh, it evolves. You could wear the evolution. Yeah, it one of the a onesie. Like, I guess, I guess, what would it be? The first would be on your face, right? And then the evolution would be the shirt because you're working your way down. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, you could do yeah, the, sure. you could do the, you could do the bandana on your head, right? Oh, so if you my wear a stars! Oh, yeah, yeah, snap! Yeah, definitely. I like you're this. Welcome. You're welcome. You could. What if you wear the bandana, the mask, the shirt, and then you have to battle another trainer wearing a bandana, mask, and shirt, and you have to hope that your mask, shirt, bandana combination is the stronger. Three on three battle. Uh, three yeah, three element. Battle. Like you got to make sure you you dress accordingly. So I mean. and if they are all the same pattern, you get an armor bonus. Oh, oh goodness. plus plus I ten style. You fight yeah. off all viruses for now and in the future if you wear the right combo. What if it's you're like wonderful. you're walking you're walking out of like the grocery store right and you just have a, a bag of of uh, fruits with you and then you run into someone else and like. They have uh, a bunch of like potions because it just like, came out of pharmacy or whatever. <laughs> and they're like, what is going on right now? Anyway, that's me. And then everyone, then you're really into Pokemon. So you actually have that Pokemon ball that you can just like clip on and walk around with. Now, all, now it's all six now of it's them on your hip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, tons of th- people would see that person and be like, wow, they got a lot of friends. They are cool. <laughs> that's what they yes. would be saying. All right. Now, talking about things that are a little expensive. If you thought that mask was expensive, you're going to think this is just bonkers uh we have now the most expensive game ever sold and it is super mario brothers 3 it's not a new game it's not a state-of-the-art game it's super mario brothers 3 something we've most likely all played this sold for auction for 156 thousand dollars it is a sealed copy 
of the game, which is crazy. When you look at it, it does stand out. It's a little different because the word brothers is, which is typically on the right, if you're familiar with the cover. In this case, it's on the left and it covers a bit of Mario. So I don't know if that was like a, a trial box art and they were just seeing if it worked or if it was a mistake or what happened there. They are saying that this is one of the earliest versions of the game in production. So they may have just changed it over time. And mm. part of the reason it went for so much money is that it is in excellent condition it got an a plus rating uh everything is just sealed and perfect and wonderful the bidding started at sixty two thousand dollars right off the rip and 20 people were bidding on this bad boy i cannot believe it Jeez. uh yeah it stole the record from the previous game which was super mario brothers which had a uh, it sold in july for 114 thousand dollars uh crazy this is fascinating to me um, because it's almost like artwork at this point, to be honest with you, that this these these games continuously go up. And I recently um, got one of those uh, Game & Watch from Nintendo, the new ones, the newer ones that came out. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, what was cool about this, I did an unboxing video and a little review on my YouTubes. Uh, and I thought that, I thought the video stuff that I put together was pretty good. I think uh, Christina watching and she she was like this is not too bad and uh <laughs> I, I you know i set up my, my gimbal and everything like this and i got some really good footage and uh what's fascinating about this is you know i have now paid nintendo many many a times to play mario brothers and i just paid nintendo 50 dollars to make play mario brothers one if, if you think about it um which it, which is crazy to me it's, it's the most expensive it's the it's the most money i've given nintendo to play super mario brothers since i probably got super mario brothers which was bundled into my nes system way back in the day but just like fine art these things have also gone up in price because i went into my my ds um catalog you know my my rolodex of ds games and i pulled out the my nintendo exclusive i only got the first one not the second one game and watch series for nintendo ds and i looked that up on ebay and that's also going for like I don't know, 60 or 70 bucks or something like that. And if you have both of them, it's like 150 bucks for like a free nice. promo item. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I, I did a little review of this puppy. I got two of them because I don't trust keep one to in the box. Keep one in the box so yeah. I can sell it for $156,000 yeah. later down the road. <laughs> I don't think that's how that works, but maybe, <laughs> uh, you know, and, and I and I busted it out and I opened I did this video again. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, but, you know, I think what's what's cool about this is that it's it's really reminiscent of a, a game and watch. I mean, it, it looks like a Famicom. It, it has a plastic feel. It doesn't feel premium. It doesn't feel like $50. Let me tell you that much mm. true. The, the D pad and the buttons are very nice, but the construction overall is very lackluster in, in odd ways. I mean, if you like the feel of plastic, then this is the feel of plastic, you know, overall, but comparatively it, it, it's not like uh, the plastic on my, on my switch or on my xbox that's the thicker plastic it feels like thinner plastic you know hmm. if that makes sense yeah like a um, cheaper grade of plastic correct yeah a cheaper oh. grade of plastic but that being said the buttons feel good um the d-pad feels great as as it should from nintendo the screen is is crisp and bright uh and you know it does three it does four things it has the time and it's really cute it plays different animations and mario's running around and you can change the scene and there's more scenes that just happen over time. Um, the best part of this thing is that there are three games, Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 2 from Japan, the Lost Levels, 
um, which you can get in, in many, many forms and fashion, but it's, it's for all intents and purposes, the first one, but a lot, lot harder with some different levels. And then ball, which is one of the original game and watch games, which you'll play for about five seconds. And you're like, okay, this is 2020 and <laughs> I can't, I can't handle this anymore. This is so slow, but, but it's, it's just one of those games where you just kind of juggle balls, um, up back and forth. But the best part of this thing is that when you <clears throat> switch games, or go back to time. So let's say you're playing Mario and then you just hit time because you're like, okay, I'm done. Or I just turn it off. It saves the state of your game. That's nice. Yeah. So it actually pauses it and and stores it in memory and then refreshes it. So like a quick resume feature. It's like it's, it's they basically implemented the Xbox Series X quick resume. So in good this little guy in this little tiny <laughs> little thing. So it's good, you know, and you can watch my video if you're interested in picking one up. Apparently they're sold out everywhere, but eventually... Um, to me, it would be really cool just to have it on a little display, but of course it's battery powered. So like I'd have to plug it in 24 seven to have a cool little display. Mm-hmm. One, one thing I complain about in the video is that the, there is really cool animations for the time. Like Mario, like hit the brick and like, it'll go down and like change to like one or two or whatever the minute, but there's a little block that's sort of like rotating around. It's like ticking the seconds, but like the default <clears throat> sound on it is like the loudest pitched beep in the entire world. It's like a beep <laughs> oh, of a, no. it's just the default beep of the microprocessor. I'm pretty sure. And, um, so I was like, Oh, this is like super annoying because you can adjust the volume. And I was like, I don't want to turn down the volume. Cause I don't want to jump into the game. I'm going to have to turn up the volume, but nay, they're smart. The volume is specific for each area. So like if you want your game to be at full volume and full brightness, it will save it for the game compared to the splash screen with the countdown time. So that's actually really nice um, benefit for it. But it's sitting over there. It's 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 up there. I don't know. It's there. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. Um, but, you know, it plays in ta- it plays Mario and it plays it fairly well. It's uh, it's fascinating, but it has been hacked already, which I'm not going to do. But some really fun, cool things about it is that it's um, it's got some really cheap parts inside of it. It's 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 funnily enough, has the same exact battery that's in the Joy-Con. Oh, wow. The, yeah, that's kind of <laughs> so funny. They just had a, apparently millions of these sitting around. Probably all the that's refurbished ones. That's why it ones. costs fifty dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's this right there. But that's pretty cool because it definitely means that it it has a pretty decent battery in it. It has a it has a core a Cortex M7 uh, processor. It has very pretty much nothing in it. It has a meg of RAM and one hundred and twenty eight kilobytes of, of of storage in it, which is tiny um, mm. and. It's running just bare metal firmware. So comparatively to the other, um, you know, SNES and NES, which were running a Cortex, I think it's a seven uh, processor. Those were running a, a version of Linux or some sort of Linux distribution to do the emulation. This is just bare metal firmware. So it's just, it's really rudimentary, but that hasn't stopped people from hacking it apart, uh, taking it apart of this um, uh, Conrad Beckman and a few other, a few other people that he collaborated with opened it up, took it out. He busted it all down and put videos inside there. And he is going through and talking about how all the storage works, how he could inject code, but also how you could basically trick it into offloading the firmware and loading firmware on. I mean, if it's a, if it's a board, unless they solder off, you could probably remove the solder. It's like, they have to put the, they have to put the firmware on there somehow. And unless they literally break off a a thing, like, you know, you, you, there's, which they don't do it would make no sense there's a way to do it the problem is that you know the games are have to be so tiny 
they're just really itty bitty tiny, which makes sense for an NES game. But somehow, in some way, he was able to put on the minimal Doom WAD file, <laughs> which he actually has running with some minimal graphics and textures that he put on there. This is a lot of work, and I'll link to the YouTube videos. But now, since then, if you go onto his Twitter account, uh, which we'll link into the show notes too, um, he, him and the little hacker community have put a bunch of stuff on there. So they put um, the Legend of Zelda original Pokemon on there, which I think is impressive. Uh, if you go into the the Twitter account here, he's G Hyde Ninja or whatever. <laughs> but uh, he's got a bunch of stuff on here. So he's got, like I said, the Pokemons. He has Contra on there. So I think each ROM has to be specifically compiled up and comp- to be compatible with this um, system, um, which I think is awesome. They also somehow got... Uh, uh rickroll video on on it <laughs> anyways it's, it's pretty you gotta great. get that on there yeah it's pretty great but i do think that the the original firmware is the original stuff it, it's cute it's good you're paying 50 dollars to play to play you know mario on the yeah. go on the go which you couldn't do with any other handheld system that nintendo has ever put out so but <laughs> yeah this has got to be what the, the 10th time they've sold super mario brothers on a different format yeah. but i think like you said it's you're collecting this little piece of nostalgia it'll be something where people look back maybe in mm-hmm. who knows 20 years and be like oh yeah remember that thing yeah, it's yeah. selling for a hundred thousand dollars now so mm-hmm. it's a little unfortunate that it, it like you said it feels a little plasticky it should feel a little more premium i think for the fact that you're buying a game that is so old it, it, you're buying it for the the container basically mm-hmm. and that should feel a little bit better i would think you know so it feels like like in my opinion the joy cons feel like a quality you know it's still just plastic but it feels like there's a little heft to it there's a little mm-hmm. bit it feels like there's you know it's it's made with quality parts um it, it wouldn't be so bad if they had done something similar to that and made it feel you know like it's worth the 50 dollars that you're spending on it yeah it feels it feels i will say the packaging feels premium that's for sure. the packaging that it was in mm. very cute design when i unboxed it like on one of the flaps it had like thank you for purchasing or whatever that's like cool. yeah, luigi and mario like so there was some there was some like the designers had a really good time with the box yeah and putting it together but the i feel like went the, into that yeah i feel like the overall product is I would say construction, I'd give it like a six out of 10 just because mm. the buttons are really nice and that's what you're going to use. But like in your hands, it doesn't have that same same feel of, of like a Joy-Con. You're right. I think the Joy-Con has a nice premium feel as it should because yeah. it's 40 bucks. for Yeah, it is premium, Joy-Con. right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned Doom and we do have a little bit of more Doom and Nintendo related news. A lot of people are noticing that their uh, pre-orders for Doom Eternal have been canceled. Ah. And everybody's like, oh, Doom is no longer coming out on the Switch. And Bethesda said, nope, that is not the case, but we are going a digital only route. They went on to say, while Doom Eternal is 100% on track for an imminent digital only release on Nintendo Switch, the absence of a physical release at retail resulted in those canceled pre-orders. So don't, you know, don't worry, it is still coming out if it's something you really really want, but you will not be able to get the physical copy anymore. They said that uh affected customers should contact the the retailer, but you should be receiving a full refund if you did get a pre-order on a physical copy so they said more news should be coming out later this month if there's more news to have i guess really the news is it's digital only now so there's no more 
uh, I wonder physical. why. Wonder why I don't know. they switched to digital only. Hmm. I don't know either. Uh, maybe maybe if it does well on digital, I, I, it does seem odd to me because there's still such a huge collector, uh, you know, market where people prefer to have the the physical. And uh, it seems strange to me that that you wouldn't they, have that they, as an option. I bet they might do the thing where they, they did with Wolfenstein, which was they'll put a box out and just put a download code inside of it, mm-hmm. but. Just because it, it, it's important to have things on the shelves, and like it, it would be important for Doom to show up on the shelves, even if it's just a piece of car or a piece of plastic. But yeah, I don't know why they would do this to Christina's point. Maybe they just want to save money at the end of the day uh, because mm. it'll be cheaper to it's cheaper to put out a piece of plastic than put a, another piece of plastic inside of it. But you know, for me, I don't mind buying the physical releases because at some point you can run out of space and you can you can only upgrade your memory card so many times and and it's kind mm-hmm. of annoying to clear out your memory card where at least let's say that the game is ginormous let's say it's like 50 gigs well let's say that they put you know 20 gigs on the on the memory card or on the card well at least you're saving 20 the reason that you would buy it is is because you'd want to save some room and space on your you know, on your system. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. That's, it's a conundrum at this point. Why, you know, why all the games aren't there because these seem to be the bigger games too. So it's like, okay, it would almost make sense, but maybe they're like, you know what? Too complicated to put half the game here, require a download, just require the download and go. So I don't know. Yeah. It, it just seems weird to me that they would say like Bethesda would make an official announcement saying this, but not explain why, especially for, I mean, Doom has such a, like, people who love Doom love Doom. Doom. And they're the type of people that collect things usually. So the fact that they won't have that physical game to add to their collection, like, that would bum me out. So mm-hmm. maybe they'll announce something later. Somebody will leak something. But just weird that they didn't say anything. Yeah, I would like to buy it. I would like to. Although I, I might just play it on the Xbox. But, like, I, I would still like to buy yeah. it. I, I bought Doom, the, the remake, on on uh, the switch is very very good very very good so i'd recommend it if it goes on sale if you haven't played doom the the remake uh it's 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 superb so well that does it for our news this week and brings us into our top 10 bestsellers so in first we have hyrule warriors age of calamity which surprisingly didn't get moved at all from the black friday black friday week sales um but yeah so that's still in first place second is mario kart 8 deluxe Third is Hades. Fourth, Cooking Simulator. And I think that was on sale for about $2, so that doesn't doesn't surprise me it got in the top 10. Fifth is Super Mario Party. Sixth, Just Dance 2021. Seventh, Abzu. Eighth, Zelda Link's Awakening. Ninth, Minecraft. And tenth, Animal Crossing. That's it. Did did any of you buy any Black Friday deals on the the Switch? Oh, what'd you get? I did. I'll, I'll talk about it at the end. Oh, okay. We'll talk about our Black Friday yeah. steals and deals at the end. Yeah, okay. yeah there, yeah. W- there was. There's a lot. I mean, I think half of my wish list is on sale right now to some <laughs> yeah, degree. It's too. it's crazy how how many games are you know twenty, thirty, fifty percent off. It's awesome. But I did get one and and I played it a little bit, so I'll get to talk about that at the end too. Oh, cool. But for now, that gets us into new releases we're into this week. And to kick it off, Christina, what do we got? Yeah, on December 1st, finally, Empire of Sin is coming out for $40. Uh, we mentioned this in a previous direct, but you basically build a 1920s criminal empire during the Prohibition area of Chicago, and you become a criminal expert and outsmart and outgun and outlast all the other criminals. And 
it just looks like a lot of fun. The quality of the game looks great. I'm I'm excited for this one. Yeah, I got this one checked as well. I liked it when we saw it originally. So I like the idea of this. I like the, the strategy and the gameplay of this. I give it a check for sure. The next one we got is for December 3rd. It's Immortals Phoenix Rising for $60. We mentioned this. It was shown off a little bit more during a direct. You play as Phoenix, a winged demigod on a quest to save the Greek gods. The fate of the world is at stake. You are the gods' last hope. We, I, I think I had said that it reminded me of Kid Icarus and um, something else. Kind of colorful, fun, mm-hmm. sort of a god of war. It's got sort of the myth. myth mythology all combined in there i think it looks pretty interesting i'm still not 100 percent sold that's why i gave it a check because i i have seen a lot of the gameplay i have seen a lot of the stuff that's going on you know the idea that it's an open world all of that i really like but something about it just doesn't hasn't got me super excited yet i don't know if it's the marketing that's gone into it or maybe the lack of you know uh commercials that i've been seeing something about it just hasn't really hooked me so i can give it a double but a single check for sure. I am interested. I want to maybe see a review when it comes out or if we get a demo of it, I would like to try that out and just to just kind of get a little hands on with it before I make that $60 purchase, mm-hmm. especially because it's a $60 purchase. Yeah, it's a it's a big one when it comes to the price point. And I'm kind of in the same boat. When they first showed it in the, one of the more recent directs, I thought it looked cool. But I think the fact that I hadn't heard much about it until that point made me really cautious about it. Because usually mm-hmm. when, you know, games like this that look this great, they're coming up, people are crazy for. And I haven't really heard much or seen that much about this. It could just be, you know, the things I'm subscribed to and follow in social media. Usually that's mm. how I see these things. But yeah, I haven't, the hype hasn't been as big at, for this game as I think it would be for a game that looks like this. So I'm hesitant as well. I'm waiting for reviews. I have a check on it. It looks cool, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, yes, I saw a lot of a lot of ads on Twitch for it as I was, you know, oh, waiting for things to load. Yeah, I saw a lot of uh, a lot of ads recently for it, and I was like, "Game still looks super good." I, I don't think I'm in the I'm in the zone in my life in which I need another huge epic game like this because I still need to finish yeah. Zelda at some point. But it does look really cool, and I like that there's this sort of you know different Greek spin on it, which I think mm-hmm. looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's part of it, too. There's so many other like cheaper games that I'm interested in, like the $20 to $30 price point. So I was thinking like, oh, another big $60 game. And it's not necessarily like a Nintendo game. I'm just not sure about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the next one I think I'm into Christina and I had a lot of checks, similar checks this week. And this one, it just really got me because uh, it's called Absolute Drift Zen Edition. And I think this was on a Nintendo Direct. I'm not positive i feel like we've seen it before or i've seen it somewhere at least but this is all i love the commercial for this game the trailer for it because it sort of like has like a sensei sort of uh you know teaching an apprentice like how you how you have to be chill and it's all about these crazy different just ridiculous environments but you're this tiny little car and you are you're mastering the skill of drifting hence absolute drift but it's in this very zen mode it's like a black and white world there's like you know just some key elements in red that are sticking out for you and uh, the music is very chill it's like all original electronic music that's in it and you're just trying to become um you know a master in drifting and honing your skills in this sort of minimalistic world and I just love the aesthetics around it. I love that the drifting that you have, the tire marks sort of live and breathe 
in this world as you're you're trying to hone your skill around it uh it looks really 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 cool for like 10 bucks or whatever it is um i I feel like it's a game in which i've always liked drifting like i've loved ridge racer types of games which are more racing Mm -hmm. but this is sort of a step back you're not racing you're just trying to you know drift that's what all you're trying to do you're trying to tokyo drift in this puppy and there's different environments you get different points when you hit different things or drift into certain areas so it just kind of looks like a fun chill type of game yeah i i gave this a check too because i really liked the idea of the multiplayer or not maybe not multiplayer but the leaderboards so you're competing against ghosts of other top players especially in the world so i thought that was kind of cool so if you're watching these ghost cars go around you're like oh i'm doing really good or I'm not doing that good. I got to get better at this. I also like that you get uh, six different cars that you get to customize and upgrade as you're going. There's a couple different game modes for it. But most importantly, I really enjoyed the aesthetic and sort of this minimalist look. And like you said, the music that's playing and it just seems like a good bedtime game where you just kind of sit there and kind of relax and, and do these little uh, almost like a meditative, you know, trance as you're drifting along the the course. Really, yeah, really yeah. cool. I agree. And I, I did get my check checkbox colors messed up because Christina and I have nothing in common this week, but just, just me and Michael. No, there's yep. one we have in common. There's oh, okay. one at the end yeah. we have in common. My, my, quote, my quote on the last game of the week is is epic from Christina, by the way. And I agree. Uh, what's the next one? Because, Michael, we also have this one checked. Yeah. Liberated Enhanced Edition for $15.99. This is on sale from $19.99. I really like this. This looks like a hand-drawn comic book, like a graphic novel, black and white. You play as a character going through this dystopia. Um, They're saying that it pays homage to, to George Orwell, Black Mirror, Mr. Robot, Matrix, and you are basically trying to be part of the revolution. It's a cyberpunk esque type game. The enhanced edition, which is kind of cool, gives you the game, which when I went through, there's amazing reviews from all across the board for this game. This you get the full game enhanced for the the switch and the gameplay and the content, things like that. But it also has full English voiceovers with great voice acting. And you get the two additional chapters for the homeland and glory to the heroes. So it looks and sounds wonderful. It looks really, really cool. Uh, A while back, back when the switch first came out, I played this game called the fall and it has that very similar side scrolling uh, where you're kind of like shooting and doing different things. And it reminded me a lot of that, just a different, aesthetic around it and i thought it looked great i'm excited to try this out i've kept an eye on this one since i think we saw it in one of the directs and it's finally coming out nice uh the next one that i picked out is wildfire this is a game that came out on pc maybe back in may or so but it is a stealth platformer game it's about 15 dollars that comes out this week and the whole Goal of is that you have you know elemental powers like you can start fires, you can freeze water, you can move earth around around in general, but it's sort of this um, yeah just stealth game where everything is on fire and everything's burning, but it looks really cute. I would say it has that you know thirty two bit uh, aesthetic to it, um, and instead of just sort of like a run and gan or try to go as fast as possible, it is you know more typical platformer. But the the world sort of catches on fire and things burn and break as you're platforming through it so um, you're trying to 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 rescue your home and and rescue captive villagers along the way but you know manipulating the environment 
can, can help you um, by harming your foes, right? So you can set fire, you can do different things that will sort of set traps for the different enemies that are around you. It looks really good. Like I said, it, it has really positive reviews on Steam. It came out in May uh, and is a hum- from published from, from Humble Games, which is kind of cool. And there's a free demo available on Steam. So if you wanted to try it out, you could do that. I don't know if there'll be a, a demo on the switch uh, from what i can tell there is not um but you they might put out demo later right but i'm definitely what i'm going to add on my wish list and if it goes on sale i'll definitely uh pick it up but it also is co-op too so there is a two-player mode which is kind of cool if you are into that couch co-op type of play then you can definitely check it out nice so the last game all three of us have checked i believe it's the last game yes Mm -hmm. uh So if you are into fast-paced, action-oriented strategy games and you happen to be a big John Wick fan, this is going to be the game for you. It is John Wick Hex. It's $20 on the 4th. And this game was created in close collaboration with the actual creative teams behind the films themselves. Uh, It has that same sort of fight choreographed sort of chess feeling that, I don't know, chess has i guess <laughs> but <laughs> but it also has that like gunfu style that they use in the uh, movies and the game itself which i like expands on the actual john wick universe uh as opposed to being just like another thing within the story it expands on it a little bit more um so and well i i'm not the type of person who likes intense strategy games but i am a john wick fan and because of that, I put a check on this. I'm not going to be picking it up, but I wanted to definitely mention it because if you are any type of genre, like this looks great. The art style looks really cool. It has this kind of like noir sort of feeling to it. Really, really neat. Yeah, it reminds me of some of the Hitman games that have kind of come out in this vein of, yeah. of Hex yeah. type of thing. But as Christina says, like John Wick, this game looks good. <laughs> <clears throat> so That's true. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. So true. So true, by the way. So true. Yes, wise words. <laughs> yeah, I gave it a check as well. All of us love this uh, strategy. Check. Sign me up. I'm all for it. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> now that gets us to everybody's favorite segment in the show. What you playing? And Mats, kick it off. Yeah, so we had a pretty fun holiday over here. We have booted up and we've rekindled our Just Dance craze uh, over here. We have all the Just Dances except for this year's because as everybody knows, if you listen to this podcast, I get Just Dance for Heather every year as a stocking stuffer. So like I did last year, I waited till Black Friday. And of course, Just Dance goes on sale on Black Friday, as always, for 30 bucks. So I did pick up Just Dance 2021, which will go into her stocking. But I wanted to rekindle the flame of Just Dancing. So we booted up Just Dance 2020 and we you know, kicked it off. This is the Just Dance 2020. Um, I don't think we really played it very much when it first came out because we were still playing Just Dance 2019. But, you know, like any Just Dance game, there's a bunch of songs that are in there by default. But this one has a new sort of adventure mode to unlock new songs. So traditionally in Just Dance that you would play and you would just unlock songs as you're going. And you still do that because it gives you, you know, most of the songs, but not all the songs. But one of the cool parts is that you can go on this adventure mode and it's supposed to be like living the history of just dance and the little bear comes out like, and it like does a bunch of stuff. It's cool animated. Like they put some time and effort into it and it just like the bear goes somewhere, something happens. And then, you know, you it's like 2d art style and then you, you play a song, 
But the songs, I don't think you actually get to play in the normal game unless you have Just Dance Unlimited, but you get to play them in this mode. So it's kind of like living the history of all these different, you know, uh, songs from the past, uh, which, which I really thought was kind of fun. Um, their sweat mode is back. So you can see, I think they've done it better in this mode, in this one, but they they have it. So you can see how many calories, how long you've been dancing for. So if you don't want to compete, you can go into sweat mode. There's also a co-op mode because how just dance works is there's the sort of characters on the screen and normally there's more than one some unless they're just like some songs have one and you would just be doing the same dance moves together if you're playing co-op but often there's like more so let's say you're doing like a backstreet boy song well there'd be like you know five of them or four of them whatever how many there are five of them mm-hmm. um or if you're doing another song with a collaboration like sometimes one person is is the the lead and the backup dancer, but there's a co-op mode where you can just pick to, to, to do the same moves and it combines it and changes it up. But I like this because, you know, just like any just dance game, you can just subscribe to just dance unlimited, which is a heck of a deal. Cause it's $25 or 20 bucks for a year. And you get access to over 500 songs in, in the thing. And you can just play any of them and do all this. And it carries over all of your, your state. So if you played, it's connected to your account on your switch. So if you've, you've logged in before, it just immediately goes and does this stuff. And you get a month for free when you buy any of these games. Um, so that's cool. However, we did experience some downtime. I don't know if it was a, because of the AWS outage last week, but we went to go dance and um, the servers were down. And it wouldn't let us access Just Dance Unlimited because I think it has to download some of that stuff on demand. And that was kind of a bummer because, you know, having the 40 or 50 songs is fine, but some of them are international ones. Some of them are just, you know, kids ones. Baby Shark is on this one, which is fantastic, <laughs> by the way. Uh, it's very short. It's like one minute, but it's it's quite fun. But you're just stuck to those. So that's sort of a bummer. But if you are into any Just Dance game, you can always on any of them get Just Dance Unlimited. Normally, the newer ones just add different sorting, different user interface and some different modes, but it's super good. And you just dance it up and you use the Joy-Cons. It, it, it's a game that finally, you know, I always have felt like it. its use of the Joy-Cons is good, you, you nice. know? Yeah. So, I mean, you have the Joy-Cons in your hands and you're moving them around. You're doing stuff. So that's good. And then besides that, I've just been playing my Xbox still. Um, been playing uh, Gears 5. I continue this this journey. Uh, I don't want to dog Gears 5, but coming off of Bulletstorm, I've said it in the past, which was m- more minimal story, more run and gun fun. Gears 5 is more story, less run and gun fun in some odd way. Oh. I mean, the game the game is beautiful, but like I beat the level and then there was like a six minute cutscene, and I was just like, I'm just going to go on Twitter and like I didn't even pay any attention. I was like, none of this matters. It doesn't, you know, I mean. I don't really care, I guess, in a weird way, but okay. You're showing off how beautiful, like the game does look beautiful, especially the cutscenes. I'm assuming they're in game rendered. I don't know, but I'm like, I don't care about anything that's happening right now. Let me just go kill some aliens. I'm going to go do that. Like that. I just want to get to it. I don't want to sit here for seven minutes and, or like why, you know, the, the whole game, like when it started had a, it had a 20 minute tutorial to get started where you're just, you're learning how to do I've like, it's like there needs to be like, I've played gears in the past or I haven't played gears in the past or like, I don't care. Let me just go kill some stuff. Like, yeah. let me just go. And there's like almost mm-hmm. too much. Like you got to upgrade the little bot buddy that's floating around. You got to like find stuff. It's like, 
I don't know, man. Just let me just kill some stuff. Let me yeah, just, let me do just it. jump into it. I mean, that's how we felt about Pokemon, right? I mean, if if they definitely need to have that same thing where it's like, yeah, I've played this a million times. I don't need the tutorial for the yeah, tenth time. It. You know, just let me jump game. in. I just want to play it. Anyways, it's all very good. I'll continue through it. I beat the first act or whatever. Um, But I am finding it kind of slow, to be honest with you. And I do. I definitely do die more. Maybe I should have played through the tutorial more, but uh, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on, on that note, I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, no idea what's going on, but I'm running and jumping and doing so. I still, I still think, I mean, I don't want to throw gears under the bus, but I I, I think I am enjoying Bulletstorm more than I am Gears 5, which is sad because I loved playing the original Gears. I haven't played the Gears in the middle, and there's a lot more things that have happened in between there. So it's sort of like, Oh, this is a a bullet storm was a fresh start. Like, I don't care. I don't know anything about these characters, no backstory. Right. Like I know when I get the next halo, I'm not going to know anything that happened. Cause I I missed out on a bunch of the lore. Um, it's kind of like the star Wars stuff we're talking about with Mandalorian and clone Mm -hmm. wars. But, um, yeah, anyways, that's it. I didn't, I didn't. And then of course I did buy just dance 2021 and I'm in between buying, ruiner runner ruin ryan ruin that one game from devolver mm-hmm. that looked in in Rikon games it's on sale for 10 bucks i'm really interested in in that one so i might pick up that one nice yeah a lot of good stuff christina what did you get in play well i will say do you want to talk about animal crossing a little bit the turkey day because we both played that i don't know if sure. james if you were able to jump in an animal crossing at all but no because i'm lame I was eating turkey. We'll, we'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Not playing. Okay, go for it. <laughs> so, I mean, I thought it was fun. So, you basically just had to run around and do a bunch of fishing to give Franklin the turkey stuff to make recipes. And after you did like the four recipes, you could go and talk to your villagers and they'll give you tips on how to enhance the recipes. And then you would basically just go to Franklin, give him the additional thing. And then you would kind of just super your your pumpkin pie or your make chowder better, or whatever yeah. it was yeah and then when you did that you got a little extra thing i think you would get a um like a casserole dish for like a, like a turkey day themed casserole dish you got a fireplace and stuff like that as like additional items after which was just kind of cool but the one thing i thought was kind of strange which on one hand i like this but on the other hand i just it's so unnecessary for the people that are actually doing the work to get the extra stuff at the end, after I did all of the extra things that I weren't necessarily required, to, wasn't necessarily required to do, Franklin gave me all the DIY recipes for Turkey Day. And then afterwards, he says, you know, you will be able to buy these tomorrow, but now you get it a day ahead. And I'm just, okay, I guess that's cool. So everybody can just buy these. Why did I do all this stuff? Just, it just seemed like a waste of time. Yeah, I, I, I jumped in and I grab those because I didn't get everything that you could in the event. And I don't think all of them were for sale. Not all <clears throat> of them, but there was the DIY recipes were for sale, not the extra one off things that one off gifts that he gives you. Mm-hmm. There's like items that he'll give you. And then at the end, there's additional DIY recipes that you can either buy the next day or he just gives them to you, which I think it was a table, a place setting. Um, just things that you can make. Not everything that you got for Turkey Day you can make. Well, that's that's why you do Turkey Day. You know what I mean? That's what you're saying. Like, why do it? Well, you do it because no, you get I mean, things you for, can't get. Right. But I mean, doing the extra, making the recipes extra better just to get the recipes early, like a day early at the end. It just seemed kind of silly. 
you you can get the DIYs after the fact if you wanted. And there's, I think, five or six of them. But there was like 12 total things that you could get. And because I didn't do all that stuff, I don't have a lot of the things that you have now, mm. um, which is a bummer because I thought I would be able to, because you had mentioned that you'd be able to buy it. So I'm like, oh, all right, I won't worry about it. But you don't get you don't get all of it. You, you get oh, the some DIY of it. recipes you get, but not the items that you yeah. get. Yeah. But, I mean, I can always buy them from probably the the Nook. I think whatever, some of them are on Nook sale. Yeah, you have to buy them at yeah. the Nook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But beyond that, I was excited because I finally got my mushroom wreath recipe. I really wanted that for my door. <laughs> and then this entire game, all I've wanted is the entire Ironwood set because all the Ironwood kitchen stuff looks great. And I finally got the Ironwood dresser recipe, so I was able to make everything. So nice. I know you wanted those too. So I can I can make you some nice kitchen sink and counter yeah. or whatever no, you need. Awesome. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. It's those are a pain, but they're also a nice base, I think, for other stuff. I think, or maybe it's maybe it's the things I need to make those I can't find. That's the problem. Like I have some of it, but I can't yeah. get all of it. Yeah. Yeah, I had everything except for that dresser recipe. So now nice. that I have, oh, and I think I need the big bed recipe. Yeah, those are. That's a definitely a, a nice bed, recipe but, to have. Yeah, so I'm glad I got that. But other than that, I have almost all my bugs. I have one more bug I need to get, which I get from snowballs in the winter, and one more fish. No, not one more fish. Three more fish to get, but I won't finish those until June. So I won't get my golden fishing pole until at least June. Mm-hmm. Want want yeah. But that was my Animal Crossing adventure for Turkey Day. <laughs> and then beyond that, I picked up in the sale. I got Two Point Hospital because that's been on my radar for the longest time. I also got Filament because ever since that came out a couple weeks ago, I've been wanting that. And just this morning, I decided to bite the bullet and I just got Hades because everybody is crazy about this game. And I said, it's on sale. I might as well just get it. Mm-hmm. And then after we were just talking, I ended up picking up uh, Liberated, not the enhanced edition. I just got the basic edition because that one's like $10. But Nice. Did you play Filament yet? Because I do want to get that, but I figure I'll let you play it and let me know if it's worth grabbing. No, I've I've just been playing Two Point Hospital, and I'm really enjoying it. (laughs) And then that gets to me. I've been playing Animal Crossing, Witcher 3. I also picked up Hades, which if you're not familiar with it somehow, this was something that's been nominated now for the 2020 Game of the Year. And I would say it's very, very good. Uh, Like I said, if you don't know anything about it, it's a roguelike dungeon crawler. And it's it's by the same creators that did Bastion and Transistor. And it has that very similar isometric style. So you're kind of looking down on your character. And you are rebelling against Hades. You're the son, the prince, and you are trying to get out of the underworld and you just keep trying. And it's very cool. I would say one of my favorite things about the game so far, aside from the art style being beautiful and everything like that, the voice acting is just wonderful. It makes the game, in my opinion. I think that the voice actors just crushed it with this game. They did so good. Uh, And then I also tried Ring of Pain, at least the demo. I was going to just grab this because it was on sale, but I don't think I want it after playing the demo or I need it on even more of a sale because I'm not, Mm. I I like the strategy aspect of it and and I really haven't given it a ton of time yet, but overall it just, I'm not entirely sure what the heck I'm doing. And I've played through the tutorial a couple of times and I'm, it feels very, it, it doesn't feel like I'm using strategy to get anywhere. It just feels like it's luck. And it's a roguelike, so you have to keep starting over. And you're not building a deck. You're building it in the game, like during the gameplay you build it. So 
you know, it's just like by chance, well, if this pops up, I can use it and put it towards my deck. And then I, I don't know. It's just not getting me. It's not hooking me the way I was hoping it would. I was hoping it would be more of like a deck builder. And then you go back into it and play that deck and then fine tune it. And this seems like it's more, it's a roguelike. So you're just kind of like building your deck as you go and you get as far as you can. And then you got to start all over. So I, maybe if this was 10 or lower, I would get it because I like these types of games, but for 15, which it's on sale from 20, uh, it's not enough, not enough for me. Got it. Interesting. I'll have to give it a, a go and, and see if I can figure it out. Mm-hmm. I love games where you're like, am I playing this right? Like, yeah, I don't know, am, I, am I doing this? That's, that's correct. I don't know. <laughs> like uh, yours five? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, I know what I, 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 I definitely know what I'm doing, but I'm like, why am I watching this? What is going on? No, yeah. I don't really care. Uh, I mean, I appreciate the game. I appreciate the game, but I'm just like, ah, you know, I just want to let me just play through this. I just want to shoot some stuff. I just I just really want to shoot some stuff. And remember, remember, if you go back in time, I talked about the smile factor, like the joy factor that I had yeah. when I played Bulletstorm or when I played the Mario Kart, the, the, the physical one, you know, Mario Kart Live. Uh, you have that joy factor, which is like I'm just smiling and like going through this. It's a rarity, I think, to find where, you know, I, I don't want to be like, oh, this is tedious, like, you know, because I do enjoy the gameplay of Gears and it's quite fun. But then I was like, OK, like, why do I need to, like, search these things and find these components and then go into this menu and then do this other thing? Like, I don't know, just let me play the game. But the game, you know, games have gotten more advanced, more complex. Right. And there's there's that 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 almost downside uh, to that at some point where if too much is thrown at you at one time, I think that can happen where I think with Zelda, right, you are learning a lot of abilities, but a lot over time. And, and I think that sort of helps it be like, oh, there's your breath of the wilds, which I'm talking about. Like you can learn all this stuff. You don't need to learn how to do everything in the game in the first 20 minutes. I think that's what's important. Like, mm-hmm. like, let me just figure out some stuff naturally. And then when things are required, then, you know, then I'm, I'm figuring out things organically compared to, oh, I need to figure out how to do this. Here's everything all at once. Here's everything before you can actually like go out and play the game. So just mm. then by the time you actually do need it, it's like, oh, wait, how did I do that again? Yeah, 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 precisely. Yeah, I think this was a good podcast. I think we'll end it there. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in. You can follow us on the Internet uh, everywhere at Nintendo which is awesome. You can check out the show notes for all the great things that, that you heard about on this podcast, including my video breakdown of the new game and watch. But don't forget to reach out to us on our Discord, on the Twitters or anywhere that you can see. And also, Christina got a new capture card. So maybe see us on Twitch. Um, at twitch.tv slash Nintendo Dispatch. We'll see if she gets it set up in the next, you know, who knows? It's a <laughs> couple of days, maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's we'll a journey. Journey with capture cards. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for this week. So until next time, this has been your Nintendo Dispatch.